Welcome to Spell the Numbers. Tyson Banker with you here, Bench Clear Media. Uh, happy to be with you guys again for our Super Bowl week. Uh, exciting time. Uh, sorry to push this show back a bit. Just been dealing with some some family stuff. We've been through the whole quarantine stuff and doing all that stuff with the family. So just kind of managing our lives through that. Uh, started my second semester for teaching. So I've been heavy getting my kids new routines and just getting them locked in. They've been really good so far. So I'm kind of excited. The kind of new energy of new, new semesters, nice. Uh, give guys a chance to kind of bounce back from last semester or just keep things rolling. But enough about that. Um, I'm excited about the show today. I dug out some things for you guys, get you guys some numbers. Uh, you know, I just want to kind of review the mission of my show. My show is to help you guys not having to search uh, 130 point or all the sold ads, trying to give you updates on cards. Uh, I like to give you guys good feedback in terms of what's going on, the grading prices, so you know where to grade or where you're comfortable with grading. Uh, we're going to go over that today. And just just talking football, just talking about what's going on in the game, uh, players I like, players I don't, and just giving you guys my insights to the guys that I'm, I'm leaning towards. Um, it's been a great year. It's been a great season. Uh, it's been a really fun season. I just have been excited all the way through. These last six playoff games have been incredible, uh, all of them down to field goal overtime. So it's been an awesome playoff. So I'm just really excited about it. Uh, really excited about the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be a fun one, um, and we'll get to that. But I want to start the show off with just kind of the headlines. A lot of things kind of going on. Uh, kind of start the negative. Uh, unfortunately, Alvin Kamara uh, got arrested. Yeah, he got arrested after the Pro Bowl. Um, substantial charges, so we'll have to stay tuned on that because obviously he's a big player in the hobby. He's uh, one of the top running backs in the league. And, uh, I mean, Sean Payton just left, so things are kind of not looking good in New Orleans right now. Uh, they did go with their uh, Dennis Allen's or DC. He's been there for a long time, kind of hoping to kind of keep things the same uh, status quo. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but uh, not good in New Orleans right now. I put Fields, not a great signing. Uh, they went with the DC from the Colts uh, to take their job. Uh, he's been, the Colts defense has been respectable. And he was under a good coach there. I think Frank Reich is a good coach as well, uh, but they did, he did bring along the Green Bay's quarterback coach to help develop Fields. So maybe there's some silver line there, but I was hoping for a better hire, better fit for Fields as a, the head coaching position. Um, Jags try to revitalize Doug Peterson's career. So Doug Peterson, he's from the Andy Reid tree, the Andy Reid tree. So that's that's a positive. Um, he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl and they won the Super Bowl. A lot of the uh, people out there feel that that you know he wasn't successful when Frank Reich left to the Colts, and so I'm not sure how good it was him or Frank Reich. So I'm, I'm not sure, but Doug Peterson has had some offensive uh, chem, like chemistry and ideas, and I think he could be a good fit for Lawrence. But it's gonna be kind of so you're gonna know real quick if it's gonna be same old or not, since he kind of flopped at the end with the Eagles. Um, Raiders went with Josh McDaniels. Uh, Josh McDaniels been waiting for a job for a long time. Steps into a pretty big uh, franchise. Uh, that's just come, trying to get over John Gruden and everything happened there. Uh, so we'll see how he does there. Uh, Mike McDaniel is on to Miami. Uh, he was the Sam Franz OC. So another offensive mind. Can he help Tua? Can he get Tua going? Uh, where's Miami go from here? Uh, Vikings hire Rams OC Kevin O'Connell. So you kind of see the, the trend here, like Sean McVay and uh, Shanahan's guys are getting picked left and right. People are trying to build their teams, those young offenses and kind of where the NFL is going. Uh, so that's got to excite you a bit for, for the opportunity there. We've seen, you know, Zach Taylor uh, take the Bengals all the way uh, against McVay in the Super Bowl. So we're kind of seeing what people are wanting in a co for coaching right now. Uh, Texans hire Lovey Smith. Uh, it's kind of, I don't want to say joke, but it's just very odd hire. He's been in the uh, college game for a bit, just kind of faded back. Uh, the Texans just went with him. Uh, really not sure why, but not too many people are happy with it from Texan land. Uh, Brian Dabble takes the Giants job. 
after leading the Bills offense for three years. So obviously he's done a great job with the Bills offense and developing Josh Allen. Uh, so it's great hire for them, giving them a chance. And a couple other just notable things. Uh, Kyler Murray's ripped all of his Arizona Cardinals tags and follows and all his social media. Uh, I don't know if he's just playing the hard game of trying to get that next contract or what, but he's clearly unhappy. So we'll see what happens there. Um, obviously that's a big deal. And then Jamar Chase, men's rookie of the year, uh, kind of no surprise for how he's finished and how he's playing the playoffs. So that's pretty, uh, pretty sweet. Jamar Chase has definitely been a guy on the show we've been a fan of. Uh, so we're excited to see him come through with that. So let's go ahead and review the AFC NFC championship weekend. Uh, it was like I said, a great weekend of football. Uh, so the Bengals beat KC in OT. Uh, Burrow is 23 of 38 for 250 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Mixon had 88 yards rushing. Higgins was big down the stretch, had some really big catches um, in overtime in the fourth to get them kind of positions they need to be uh, to win the game. Uh, he was eight for 103. Uh, Jamar Chase, six for 54 and a touchdown. Uh, you know, Mahomes really, really kind of head scratching his end of the game play. Um, they were first and goal position to just kind of touchdown to win it. Um, and he just took two really bad plays, almost fumbled and lost it. And they still hit the field goal to tie and they had a pick in overtime and the Bengals took it and won the game. So Mahomes really kind of flopped at the end. And I think that you think about how things went in the Super Bowl last year. Is this a trend or something to pay attention to? We'll kind of get back to that in a little bit later. Uh, Kels 10 for 95, one touchdown. Tyreek 7 for 78, one touchdown. Basically everything of Tyreek was almost in the first quarter and a half, and then he was nowhere to be found. And uh, again, Mahomes was 26 of 39, three touchdowns, two picks. So pretty, you know, pretty good game for the Chiefs overall. They just couldn't finish it off in overtime. Um, like I said, a little bit uh, shaky down the stretch for Mahomes, and we'll kind of get to that. <laughs> Rams beat San Fran 2017. Uh, definitely a low-scoring game. Uh, it's kind of tale of two stories. Uh, the Rams were big with Cup. Stafford had a great game. They lay on, leaned on OBJ and uh, Cup. And San Fran could not get the running game going. They running game really kind of helps Jimmy then throw deep play action. But he, he only had 50 yards rushing as a team. Uh, so really struggled to get through that uh, Rams D-line. But uh, Stafford was 31 of 45 for 337. Two touchdowns, one pick. Cup was 11 for 142, two touchdowns, some monster day. Uh, OBJ had nine catches for 113 also. So both those guys are very uh, big this, in that game. Uh, Jimmy, 16 of 30, 232, two touchdowns, one pick. Just not really a great, uh, not very efficient day for him. And Debo was four for 72, and Ayuk was four for 70. So it was just kind of a slow game offensively for them. And I think that San Fran knows they're limited with Jimmy, and we'll see if this means that they're ready to turn the page to Trey Lance. Um, we'll get to Trey Lance's prices here when he's doing Mosaic, but definitely people are getting in on him in that that way. So in terms of that, I just want to give you guys some updated on some singles from Mosaic that are coming out. That's still one of our kind of our top product right now. I know Donner's paper, but Mosaic's kind of still a level above that. Um so I'd like to follow those and give you guys some updates on how some of our main guys are doing. So I did stretch it past. I did do Chase and Najee Harris as well this week. Um, but Mac Jones, his debut, just these are base. His base debut is four to eight. Base uh, non-debut, so regular is five to ten. He had a red mosaic, sold for 132. Stained glass for 800. Yellow out of 80 for 300. Red green prism choice for 150 and mosaic silver for 90. So one thing I want you to kind of pay attention to is I'm going through some of these these parallels. Obviously, we know there's a lot of parallels. Uh, again, stick to numbered is a pretty pretty safe bet. I mean, the color is a little more affordable, like a red prism or a mosaic silver. Those things as well can be a little bit more affordable. But you can really see if you're paying attention to some of the price I'm seeing that there is some big 
wins to be had. Some things are going for way more than they should for what they are, and some things are going pretty cheap for what they are, especially the numbered stuff. I mean, I think a, a yellow out of 80 of Mac Jones right now for 300 that's a pretty dang good price because you, you have a, you have a, a red-green prism choice for 150 that's not even numbered. Uh, so you really can kind of see some some big wins if you're really paying attention to some of these parallels. So I, I really, if you have a guy that you're going for, uh, just go into sold and just kind of get yourself a gauge of like, okay, this is about my kind of wheelhouse of where I can find something really good and just go go find that in auction. You can steal something nice. I think there's some good steals to be had, especially when, you know, after the Super Bowl and kind of football's attention turns away, you'll have some good opportunities for that. Um, Trevor Lawrence is climbing a bit, um, a little bit of excitement with the new coach. I think I do think people kind of realize that he was low, but he's coming up. His base debut is six. His base is 12 silver prism. One Oh two disco variation in a white Jersey. Pretty cool card actually for 175. Uh, green swirl out of 11. So like that pink swirl that we've talked about in the last couple of shows, the green one popped out, sold for 1800. And then his red prism, uh, sold for 80. Justin Fields, uh, base for six base debut for four. Blue Prism at a 99 for 170. I think that's a good deal. Uh, rookie Auto for 230, also a pretty nice deal. Uh, red Prism for 80. So again, a Red Prism not numbered for 80, or do I want to pay another 90 bucks and get the one out of 99? Definitely would take the out of 99 if it was me. Uh, Mosaic Prism for 78, and then he had a stained glass sell for 75. Really like the stained glass design this year, as this year as I mentioned on the Mosaic uh, intro show. Trey Lance has some really interesting sales. His things are definitely popping. I think some of the ones I pulled just happen to be like really nice color matches and we'll get to that. So I think they might be a little inflated due to that, but his debut uh, 425 is base rookie for 12 in mosaic red prism for 137. So it's way more than the guys from before. And I think it's because it's red matching the uh, San Fran also with the hype of him being the guy next year. Uh, potentially uh, his red green choice, 127 red and yellow. So that's exactly right down the, uh, almost down the Sam Fran color scheme went for 390. That card's out of 80, so we can see out of 80, 390 for him. And you come up here to Mac Jones, uh, yellow went for 300. So we, we I think we're pretty safe to say that Mac Jones should be going for more Lance right now. Mosaic auto for Trey Lance 390, disco no huddle 125. And then we kind of fall off the shelf there. The top uh, four QBs there. We come into Zach Wilson. His base is going for six. His debut is going for about five to six. Uh, silver for him, 46. So he's about half the other guys, even more than half down. Uh, purple prism out of 49 for 300 for him. Mosaic auto for 167. Mosaic blue for 86. Uh, that's the one out of 99. So again, you kind of see some of these different parallels for guys are kind of all over the place. Uh, you know, mosaic blue out of 99 is pretty close for Zach Wilson, but his mosaic silver is less than half the other guys. So People are overpaying for his blues, so maybe buy some silvers when it comes to Zach Wilson. So, again, there's some steals to be had for sure. Um, I'm not shocked by this, but Jamar Chase's cars are selling really well. If you are in any, any uh, Facebook groups or doing any breaks and you see pick, pick your team and the Bengals aren't priced near the quarterbacks at all, go grab them because he's selling like a quarterback right now. I know some of it's going to Super Bowl, but, I mean, I think he has a dynamic talent. I think he's going to be um, a great receiver for a long time in the league. But his base are going for 13 right now. Debut for six. He had a green swirl of 11. So sell for 800. But that was his debut. So his debut green swirl sold for almost $1,000. That's incredible. Uh, Mosaic Prism for him, 92. He had a silver sell for 170 and 105. So 105 is right at Trevor Lawrence's level. He had one go for 170 as well. Uh, it might have been right after the Super Bowl. Somebody just bought it because they had to have it. <laughs> um, but definitely Chase is right on par with some of the top quarterbacks in this class right now as a receiver. 
Najee Harris, just want to get one more guy um, kind of off the shelf of quarterbacks. Uh, his base are two to one. I actually had the Steelers in a break last week. I did hit a silver and I hit, I hit one other card of him that was pretty cool, but my silver is going about 40 or whatever. Didn't get my, uh, I think it was a random team, so I didn't get my uh, money back, you could say. But it was nice to hit something. I think Najee is going to be a good running back for a couple years fantasy-wise. Um, but anyways, Mosaic Silver Prism for him was 27. Green Prism for 39. No Huddle Disco Prism. I really like those cards. I have one of the Herbert last year. That's the kind of disco variation uh, with the sparkles around it. It looks pretty cool. That was only 25 for him. And then he actually just had an SSP, the Najee Harris Honeycomb SSP. Uh, it's a case hit for 300. Very cool card. And it was a really cool card that if you go check it out on the sold sales uh, for a Steelers card, it's kind of got that gold background that kind of matches the Steelers black. It's pretty sweet. So whoever got that, it's probably pretty uh, stoked as a Steelers fan. So just a quick review there of some mosaic top rookie cards. Um, just a lot of uh, a lot of the values are holding right now. Kind of like I don't think that they're not really falling off too much. We'll kind of see how that changes as we get closer and closer to Prism next month. Uh, you know, Prism's around the corner in March, so we'll really see what happens then. Um, but all in all, I think I like what Mosaic's doing price-wise. The breaks have been slow to fill in some of the bigger places. I don't see them snap filling. I think, you know, they're just so expensive for the quarterbacks. People aren't willing to take the risk. Um, so I have definitely seen them slow down quite a bit. So what I did here is, is I decided to go through and I just, I've done it with Herbert in the past, but I figured it seemed like uh, with Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl, I took Joe Burrow's Optic and Prism rookie cards and I went through PSA, BGS, SGC, CSG, HGA, and then FCG, if I could find any, just because I know it's another company. And then their raw sales of the cards. Just kind of give us an idea of how some of the grading companies are doing in terms of value. Um, story is very similar. Uh, PS, PSA is still selling at uh, the value that you want uh, that makes you comfortable submitting with PSA. Um, so let's just go through Prism first. And we'll go through the, the companies. And I'll switch over to Optic. And we'll go through the different companies of what I found. So I use CardHedge for a lot of these. CardHedge has some great tools. Um, to look at all these different types of sales, all the different types of grading companies, which is really nice. So it categorizes and kind of shows you the growth and the loss. Um, some of these are a little bit wonky because some of them, they haven't had sales since after the, the win of the Chiefs. So that you can't really completely gauge that value because Burrow has gained quite a bit since Super Bowl, which we'll get, or because he's in the Super Bowl, which we'll get to. Um, but anyway, PSA uh, 10, Prism. $679. That's your highest value graded rookie card you're going to get of the base prism. Um, his PSA 9 is 184 and his PSA 8 had a 137. So what's good about that PSA 8 there um, is that the raw goes for 115. So raw is at 115, the PSA 8 is 137. You're still getting, I mean, worst case you get an 8. I mean, yeah, I've seen PSA get a lot worse grades than that, but eight's not a good, you wouldn't be happy with that. It's still better than raw. So you didn't lose a ton of money on it. So that's good. Um, BGS hasn't had any BGS 10 sell lately. A BGS 9.5 sold for 277, but that was before the KC game. Uh, 238 for a BGS 9. So that's a pretty solid BGS 9 score. And that was after the KC game, which is kind of odd because that's 50 bucks over PSA 9. So what do we take from that? I'm not sure. BGS is just getting ready to get open soon. SGC 10, only 330. A little disappointing on that. I thought SGC 10 would be a little bit closer to four to 500. Um, SGC 9.5, 205. So that's above the PSA 9. And then SGC 9 for 107. So you're losing your money if you get an SGC 9. Uh, CSG uh, 9.5, 162. So that would be under a PSA 9. Uh, CSG nine for a hundred and a CSG 8.5 for 77. So, you know, the only worry with 
I would say SGC has given you a pretty decent value. I mean, it's still like less than half of a PSA 10 for an SGC 10, uh, but it's definitely really hard with SGC because they're also difficult graders and not quite as difficult as CSG, which is why CSG is just so low. I think people are just not even wanting to get into that because everything they give out is a very difficult grade. Um, SGC is also a difficult grader, so you can see that it still gets a pretty good value for the 9.5s. But their 10 should be getting more of the difficult grader is my point that I'm trying to get to. So a little bit disappointing in seeing that. Um, just tried my first SGC order this week, so we'll see how that turns out. Um, HGA 147 and 399 for their 9.5s. I kind of had two kind of wonky values there. Uh, 160 uh, and 197 for a HGA 9. And then HGA 8.5 for 80. So you kind of lost your money, kind of fell off the shelf after a 9 for HGA. Um, only FCG score I saw was a 65 on a FCG nine. So they lost money. So nothing on F FCG is mostly a Bowman product they're pushing. So, um, just want to give them a shot at seeing if they had any, uh, burrows again, raw for the prisms going for 115. So you kind of digest all that. You kind of see that, you know, CSG, you're really not going to make much money at all. Uh, SGC a little bit, if you can get a nine or better. Uh, BGS, if you can get a nine or better, and then PSA, if you get an eight or better. So you just the window of PSA is still, the value is still there. So at the end of the day, that's still where you're going to go to maximize, um, regardless of your thoughts on the grading companies. Um, in terms of optic, so optic, PSA 10, 375 and 499. So a couple of big values there for PSA 10 optic, uh, PSA 9, 250 and 150. So again, big values there with the fluctuating between the Super Bowl and now. Uh, BGS only had a 9.5 and that's before the KC game for 105, uh, SGC 10, 200. So that's a little bit closer to the PSA 10 percentage wise SGC 9.5, 125 and SGC nine between 110 and 200, kind of some weird sales there on the nine. Uh, I think that was kind of after the big win, uh, CSG for optic 9.5 is 127, uh, nine, 124 and an 8.5 for 45 bucks. So again, that shelf really falls off fast there. And then HGA had a 150 at 9.5, which is before the KC game though. So, and the, just for reference, again, the optics are going for 70 raw. So kind of keep that in mind when you're kind of thinking about those values. So, I mean, just wanted to update you on the guys. There's not much new from what we've talked about before. I think it's still pretty clear that PSA has the value. Um, I thought by now in terms of SGC would be closing the gap a bit more, but they definitely are getting up there at BGS um, is still, they're getting, they're climbing, but we'll see what happens in BGS is just starting to reopen. See if BGS gets some steam uh, to kind of get back on track and trying to really lock in that second grading company spot. But right now it kind of seems like it's PSA uh, BGS and SGC are kind of on tier two. And then you got your other guys kind of on tier three. All right, so it's kind of closing up with my five takeaways to the championship round. So uh, Burrow cards are up nearly double across the board. So they're, as you'd expect, after the big win, his cards have just shot through the roof. Um, but my question is, is that is this a time to sell? Um, Burrow has just an – he's very likable. He is a guy that people follow, that gravitate towards. It's the way he just says how it is to – interviews and very straightforward i just think that he's going to win more and more people over and i just think he could be a player that people are collecting for a long time and i think his value could be pretty stable win or loss in the super bowl obviously the win would be massive for his value in the super bowl but i just think that you can play the quick game and sell them and wait for it to come down if they do lose um but i do think he's going to be a quarterback in this league for a long time and i think he's gonna be pretty successful he just kind of has the 
the mentality to win. And I just, it's hard to explain, but when I watch him, it just seems like he's going to do it. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm not so uh, crazy about just selling my barrel cards. I, I do think he's going to be around for a while. Uh, Stafford's prices really haven't budged because nobody's selling him. I think everybody is anticipating the Rams to win. They are favored. And so I think his stuff's just being held until they win. And I think we're going to see some sales come up, come out quite a bit once he hits his, uh, if he gets his first Super Bowl. So something to monitor there. Um, Cooper Cup needs to be my takeaway three. Cooper Cup needs to be thought of more of MVP, MVP discussion. I know a lot of the MVP stuff is around the regular season, but his playoff run has been incredible. Uh, he's 25 catches, 386 yards, and four touchdowns in the playoffs is what he's done for that team to help them get to where they are. I mean, that's just an amazing run. His volume, just the catches he's made on the stretch, that catch against Tampa Bay, um, to get them the win. It just he's been incredible. And I think he is to me, like, if you ha- can't give it to QB, it has to be him. Um, Mahomes has back-to-back collapses in consecutive years. Can he overcome it? So I'll be looking into that. Like, how's Mahomes come back? Obviously, they had a slow start this year, and then they got back on track, got back to KC, and he just kind of made some really bad plays for the stretch. You can't judge a guy on two series, but those last two series that he did um, for KC, he drove him all the way down, got him really good position to win the game there. I'd say that last four plays before the um, overtime and then the overtime possession just was not good. Um, so I look forward to see what he can do uh, going forward. He still needs that multiple rings. I think for him to get to that elite level, we're going to need more than one ring from him. Um, he's got a lot of time, really young, but the guys around him, things change. NFL changes quickly. And so that franchise may not be in the best position long-term, especially when they're having to pay him a lot of money. That's where get, things get tied up and gets tricky for them. So uh, definitely something to think about. And my last takeaway is I'm going with the Rams winning 28-24, but I will definitely be rooting for Burrow, Chase, and the Bengals. They're just a good team that I, I just like that team. They're, they're fun. I also used to live close to Cincinnati for a bit and some of my time in uh, when I was living in Lexington. So definitely like for the Bengals anyways, um, but I just think the Rams front seven is going to put too much pressure. Uh, we saw what the Titans did, sacking Burrow I think nine times, uh, and we know the Rams have a better pass rush than that, so I'm a little bit worried for Burrow. Um, but – I hope the Bengals uh, make it tough on them and make it a great game and we get our uh, seventh great game in a row for the playoffs. But, uh, hey, guys, I really hope you enjoyed the you know Super Bowl. Uh, remember, follow me at numbers underscore behind. Please rate and review the show. Let me know any things you want to know, like anything you want for the show, anything you'd like me to talk about. I'd have to hear your feedback and uh, I'd make the adjustments to keep you guys happy. Appreciate you guys. Have a great week.